Hey, so this is Vision Eternity Ministries. My name is Lee Klein, and we are talking about getting ready for Jesus. We are talking about standing before him without spot or blemish, spot or wrinkle. I want to quickly read to you 2 Peter 3, verse 14. So, beloved, since you are expecting these things, expecting Jesus to come, the new heaven, the new earth, be eager to be found by him at his coming without spot or blemish, and at peace and serene confidence from fears, agitating passions, and moral conflicts. So we are, be, we are to be getting ready, being eager to stand before him, beautiful, without spot or wrinkle. And I know that seems like an impossible thing, but really it isn't when you let Jesus have his way in your life. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, I thank you and praise you that you are here today to teach us how we can be ready, how we can be that perfect bride without spot or wrinkle. We thank you so much that you just keep beckoning us. You just keep pushing towards us, wanting us to, to, to know, to have revelation knowledge so we can be ready that day to live with you, to be with you forever and ever. We love you and praise you. Give you all the. He is so good. He is so in love with us. He doesn't want us to find out that day that we stand before him, that we had spots and wrinkles, that we had blemishes. He wants to tell us now. So when we stand before him that day, we have no surprises. What if you stood before him that day and you found out you were a thief? He said you were stealing. You're thinking, me? I don't steal. I don't steal anything. You know, um, my mom, I'll, I always remember, we'd go through the drive-thru at the bank, and she would use their pen, and I would say, Mom, put the pen back. And she'd say, that's okay. They don't mind. Or sometimes after a while, I guess she would put the pen back. But, you know, we don't realize sometimes that we're stealing. And Jesus wants us to know today that if we aren't using our gift, and giving it, then we are stealing. Ephesians 4.28, let the thief steal no more, but let him be industrious, making an honest living with his own hands, so that he may be able to give to those in need. So that just seems like you're supposed to get a job, and um, and that's it, pretty much, making a living. And, and if you're not making a living, you're a thief. But really what he's saying He's saying, let him be industrious, making an ominous living with his own hands. Our hands are gifted. We've been given a gift, verse 11, and his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers. His intention was the perfecting of the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of the ministry towards the building up of Christ's body of church. And I would just suggest that you read this whole chapter, because Paul is talking about using your gift for the body of Christ. And remember Jesus said in John 14, 12, he said, if you believe in me, you're going to do the works that I do. And even more than that. So the point that Jesus is making today is that as his followers, 
we are called to use that gift that we were gifted with to do his work. That's how his kingdom operates. Given will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. The world has a, a whole nother way of living. They, they just go and get a job, and it's to provide for themselves. And as he said, that they kind of just like run around in circles trying to figure out what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, and what they're going to wear. But the Father already has a plan. He already knows what you have need of. And when you give your gift, the gift that he gave you to give, when you work with your hands to give that gift, what you need will be added to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's how he provides for you. That's how his kingdom operates, by giving. Yet we're caught up in the world's way of trying to figure out what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear, where we're going to work, where can we make the most money, rather than doing the thing that we were created to do. And when we're doing the thing that we were created to do, then we have provision. There's provision there for us. Uh, a while back, God asked me to quit my job, and I said, I'm in debt. I can't do that. And he said, your job is keeping you in debt. When you live in the kingdom of God, when you're doing his work, he's going to pay you for it. He's going to provide for you. Your provision is there. It's not, we don't live like the world does. We live on that narrow path. We live um, on our way to eternal life. We're getting out those spots and blemishes. You know, and maybe you're thinking, well, why would a job be so terrible? Because when you're, when you have a job and it's a job you picked, you're relying on yourself. And, and it becomes your God because the things that you get from working that, that job that maybe you didn't even like, but you worked really hard, you worked hard to get that. And then if God would say, give that away, you'd be like, no, I worked really hard for that. I'm not giving that away. But when God gives to you generously as he is, when, when, you're, when you're in his way of doing, when you're in his kingdom operating by his system, by his principles, then what you have is because he gave it to you. You gave and you got back more than you gave. And, you know, even in Proverbs, it tells us to bring our children up that way. Train up your child in the way he should go and keeping in his individual gift. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, so much of the time we say to our kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? And really what we should be doing is saying, Lord, what did you call my son or daughter to do? I did that, and he started showing me, and so I brought up my son in his gift. He has a gift of music, and now he's prepared. Well, he's still preparing. He's still getting ready. But for the most part, he's prepared to go do that work, to do that greater work. He's not running around trying to figure out what he's going to eat, what he's going to drink, and what he's going to wear. He's not trying to figure out what he's going to be when he grows up. He's not trying to find out the biggest, most paying job. But what he's doing is what God called him to do. That's what he's doing. He's doing what God called him to do. And when we're doing what God called him to do, then we are working with our hands and we're not stealing. Can you imagine that? Standing before him that day and he say that to you? You've been stealing. You, you didn't have any part of my kingdom. You weren't doing my work. So much of the time, we think that special people are called, but we're all called. If you believe in him, he said, 
if you believe in me, I'm going now and you're going to do the work I was doing, whoever believes in me. John 14, 12, I assure you and will solemnly tell you if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he himself will be able to do the things that I do. And he will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. And so if you believe in him, you're called. If you believe in him, you're going to be a part of his life. You're going to be a part of his kingdom, doing the thing that he is asking you to do for him, for the salvation of souls. Isn't that exciting? That's exciting to be a part of his kingdom, doing the, th the very thing that is on his heart, caring for one another. His law is love. And so by giving of yourself to others, you're loving them. You're loving them. You have time for them. You're not saying, I got to go. I got to go to work. I don't have time. We have time to do the work of the Father when we're doing our gift. Our time is multiplied. We're blessed. We're blessed going in, blessed going out. You know, so much of the time people are believing God to meet their needs, but they're not actually even doing the thing that he created them to do. Your gift makes room for you. When you're doing your gift, you're not going to be doing what the world does. You're not going to be trying to figure things out yourself. You're reliant on him. And it's another spot and blemish that we got to get rid of to stand before him that day. And so we have to sit with him to find out these things. We can't just read a scripture and interpret it how we think that it is. We read it and we ask for understanding. So working with your hands is doing your gift, doing what he created you to do. So you have to give to that person in need of you, your gift. What you have, someone else needs. The enemy, he knows that. He knows your gift is going to make room for you. And so he's trying to get you to worry about money, worry about things, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear, so that you just go and get it figured out yourself before even hearing what Jesus has to say. We don't spend enough time listening, and that's why we're doing our own thing. That's why we miss it. That's why we don't even know that we're stealing. So that's the word I have for you today. Make sure that you're doing what God created you to do. Make sure you're using your gift. And really, when you do it his way, you won't be exhausting yourself. So much of the time we're exhausted because of working two jobs or trying to do this, trying to figure out what our child's going to be when they grow up. And, you know, we're, we're just running in circles when we could be resting, when we could be dependent on him is what he's called us to do. He's so good. He's so in love with you. And I just want to encourage you to, to stop stressing out about money. Stop stressing out about where you're going to work and where you can make the most money and, and you know, how you're going to make it. Just sit at his feet and say, Jesus, what is it that you created me to do? What do you want me to do for you? And then he's going to tell you. And, you know, eventually he might get you to the place. I didn't quit my job right away. In fact, he got me the job that I had, and he waited till I got to this place and, and where he knew that I would have the faith to quit my job. 
I got to tell you, when I quit my job, nothing happened right away. But I had understanding, and I had faith in him. I had some wavering faith at first. Nothing seemed to happen the way I thought it should happen. And so that's what you have to do. You just have to have ears to hear. You have to sit with him long enough so you can trust him. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So you got to hear him. You got to hear him talk to you. You got to hear him assure you that he knows what he's doing. He created you to give. Your gift makes room for you. And if you're not doing that, you're stealing. And if you, if you don't find out now, you'll find out that day. So many think they're ready for Jesus to come, but we have no idea what he's thinking. I hadn't thought of this myself. When I ask him what to do, he tells me. He shows me where we got spots and blemishes, wrinkles, why we're not ready to stand before him. Revelation 3, 19 and 20. Revelation 3, 19, Jesus said that he corrects those he loves. This is a correction. It's an instruction. He loves you and he wants you to know. Now, not on that day when it's too late. Revelation 3.20, he's knocking on the door of your heart, and if you would heed his voice, you let him instruct you, he's going to come and live on the inside of you, and he's going to guide you, and he's going to show you where you're missing it. He's going to show you. He's going to show you you're stealing or whatever it is, whatever your spots and blemishes are. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you for showing us truth. We're asking you to come and live on the inside of you, us, and that we would you would help us to heed your voice. Give us understanding, revelation, knowledge. We want to learn. We want to be without spot, spot and blemish. Jesus has a word for us today. He's saying, I have something creatively wonderful for you to do. I didn't call you to exhaust yourself but to rest. So come to me, all who labor and are weary, and I will give you rest. You're so good. Thank you, Jesus. I never thought of it that way, how he just said it. He's saying, stop laboring and come to him and rest. And um, that's what he's saying to you today. That's what he's saying. Stop. Just stop. Give him a second of your time. What he has for you to do is fun and beautiful. You know, when he first asked me to start doing this, it wasn't so much fun because I didn't want to get in front of a camera. But you know what? You give him a chance, and he's going to recreate you. You're going to look in the mirror. You're not going to even know who you are anymore. And then you're going to find out you really love what he called you to do. I love it. I love helping you. I love Revelation Knowledge. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.